Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Spectrum Dad Podcast. As always, I am your host, Fred Marvel, and today it's me flying solo. I wanted to talk about a subject that I haven't really uh, gone into depth with too much, and that is uh, about my other two kids. You know, Alex is 11, and he's on the Spectrum, but we also have Daniel, who's 7, and Oliver, who's 3. Uh, so I wanted to talk about things from their perspective today, because as we all know, when you have a sibling that's on the spectrum, it can be pretty difficult. Uh, it can be, you know, a hard thing to deal with and get used to. So I wanted to talk about some of the things that Daniel and Oliver go through with every day living with Alex, good and bad. Uh, so I'm going to start at the beginning. Uh, when Daniel was born, Alex was just about to turn four years old. So the first problem between the two of them we noticed is that Alex uh, did, does not know how strong he is and how big he is and how much force he puts out. Uh, he, still has, he still has that issue to this day. He's one of those kids that he's, when he gives you a hug, he's going to squeeze you with everything he's got. Uh, he loves, uh, you know, squeezing your arm and things like that and pinching your cheeks and squeezing your face, but he doesn't always realize that, uh, what he's doing hurts people and it's uncomfortable and it could be uncomfortable. So that was the first thing we noticed. I mean, I remember we used to have this baby swing for Daniel and I caught Alex one time, like, you know, not just pushing Daniel nicely but like really pushing him and you know Alex didn't mean no harm it didn't mean any harm by it it's just uh, you know he didn't understand how how uh you know he didn't understand how hard he was pushing the swing he didn't understand that there was the potential for Daniel to like fall out of the swing or get hurt or anything like that you know he was just getting he was just getting something out of it um so that was one thing we had to watch out for because especially, you know, having boys, they roughhouse. Uh, we didn't want Alex to uh, take it too far and, you know, uh, hurt Daniel or accidentally push him into something or anything like that. Um, now, until Daniel got a little bit older, you know, everything, you know, they got along pretty good as, as, as good as brothers do. But once Daniel got older, Daniel got uh, more independent. He started to like his own things, his own shows, his own places to go and things to do. And, you know, Daniel started to make his own friends. Um, so that's where they struggled. Like Alex is great when you're in his world of, you know, of video games and Super Mario and all that stuff. Uh but he gets upset because he likes to have all of us, uh, you know, doing what he likes, watching, uh, you know, watching his movies, playing his games, everybody together in the house at the same time. Uh, but when Daniel got old enough to speak up, like, oh, I don't want to play uh, Mario Kart for the 50th time, or I don't want to watch Star Wars for the millionth time. I, you know, I want to go to the park, or I want to go ride my bike, or things like that. That's where like Alex would get upset. And um so 
and it didn't help that Daniel's like one of those kids that's just he's just very uh independent he's gonna do whatever uh he's in the mood to do at that time if he wants to go to the park uh you know it didn't matter if he had a crowd with him or if he was just running around the park by himself you know he was perfectly content now um as they got older too another thing that Alex had they had trouble with is obviously like Alex's social skills um you know Alex can be blunt he can be perfectly uh he can be totally honest there's no filter with what comes out of his mouth so that that definitely uh led to a lot of arguments as well um one common complaint Alex has is uh you know if he says something that something mean to Daniel and then Daniel fires back with a with something mean in return Alex gets upset and you know well, Daniel said this to me, or Daniel said that. Well, but uh, the thing Alex doesn't understand yet, and we're working with him, is, uh, you know, what led up to it. Because I don't, uh, Alex doesn't completely understand um, how, even though he's he's uh, saying what he thinks, and he's being completely honest in his own mind, that, uh, you know, words can hurt. So uh, that's something they definitely, uh, definitely struggle with. But I will say the best thing to come out of this whole quarantine has been uh, seeing Alex and Daniel get along better than they have in quite a while. Um, a lot of the aggression from Alex to Daniel has gone down uh, tremendously. They've found a lot more common ground now that they've kind of been stuck with each other for the last uh, seven, eight months, however long it's been. Um, they found a lot more uh, common interests that they have. So that's really, uh, really been helpful. That uh, honestly, like that having, the, having those two uh, be more or less stuck with each other, it's been really, 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 really good for them. Um, and Daniel, uh, Daniel continues to amaze me too, because without him, without us, uh, telling him specifically anything about Alex and, you know, some of Alex's, um, issues, he's learned to adjust on his own in our house. Um, you know, the boys have a playroom, it's in our basement, we have a finished basement and, um, Alex is noise sensitive and he gets overwhelmed by a lot of activity. Uh, so, and Daniel is one of these kids that has like energy for the entire city. Uh, he doesn't stop moving. He doesn't walk anywhere. He runs, he skips, he jumps, everything. Um, so one of the biggest issues was Alex would be playing in the basement, in the playroom, and then Daniel would just come bolting down the steps. You know, to see if Alex wants to do this or see if Alex wants to do that. See what Alex is doing. But that, you know, just Daniel running down the steps would um, would set Alex off because it would be too much. He didn't know Daniel was coming. He wasn't ready for, it, uh, you know, everything like that. So on his own, Daniel would announce, oh, hey, Alex, I'm just coming down to get a toy. Or, hey, Alex, what game are you playing? You know, hey Alex, do you want to go? Do you want to go out back and ride bikes? Like things like that blow my mind because 
Daniel's only seven, but already he's learned, um, you know, he's learned to adjust to some of, um, you know, some of Alex's, some of Alex's needs without us, without, without us telling him. I mean, you know, it's one thing if we sat Daniel down and specifically told him like, hey, Alex doesn't like this or Alex doesn't like that. But he that's something he learned on his own. So I know a lot of people have said uh, that, uh, you know, Spectrum siblings are, are incredible people. But if, you know, the older Daniel gets, the more and the more I see him uh, learn to adjust and deal with Alex and help Alex it blows my mind and I really get to see it firsthand. Um, now with Oliver, with Ollie, he's only three. So he's kind of still in that phase where he's going to do whatever his big brothers want him to do. Uh, so it's usually, you know, he's usually with Alex a lot, uh, playing, you know, Alex's video games and watching Alex's videos and things like that. Um, so they're st- they're still in that phase of you know I'm going to do whatever whatever big brother says um but we're still we're still dealing with that issue uh that we had with Daniel where one of Alex's sensory things is you know squeezing people's faces or squeezing their arm or whatever he gets some kind of you know some kind of sensation out of that so um that's one thing we've been dealing with because while Ollie will laugh and giggle sometimes, there's, you know, there's a few times where Alex squeezes too hard or, you know, unintentionally hurts Oliver. And, uh, you know, we're working with Alex to realize his own strength and then, um, you know, different ways to get his, uh, deal with his sensory issues that doesn't involve, you know, squeezing on his, uh, and, and being rough with his little brother. Um, and then Ollie too has, has been amazing at only three years old with the way he comforts Alex when Alex is in a meltdown. Um, you know, Alex gets upset pretty easily and, if Ollie's around, he's right there telling him, like, oh, it's okay, buddy. Or if Alex is upset, he lost at a game. And, you know, it's okay, we'll try again, and things like that. And and to see a three-year-old <clears throat> learn how to do that, that's, you know, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to see. Um, now, we haven't, I mean, Ollie's too young to understand. We've started to discuss with Daniel, um... Alex's autism and sensory issues and things like that. Uh, you know, we we haven't told him like I don't. We haven't sat down and said, "Oh, your brother's, your brother has autism or your brother has sensory issues." But we've have uh, told Daniel, you know, you know, your brother doesn't like it when you when you're loud around him, or you know, Alex needs alone time now to calm down. So let's. Let's play up here and give Alex some some quiet time to adjust and everything like that. Um, so that's where we're at now. We haven't, you know, I'm sure one day, once I still don't, I'm, I still don't know if Daniel is completely old enough to under fully understand like what autism is. Um, but he's, you know, he's being a trooper. 
one uh, funny story that comes to mind is uh, Alex and Daniel, once Ollie was born, Alex and Daniel started sharing a room. But as Alex has gotten older, he's 11 years old now, uh, he's been wanting his own room. He's been wanting his own room. So uh, in, the, I guess, early summer, late spring, we decided, hey, you know, you're old enough now. You can have your own room. So we bought Oliver and Daniel bunk beds. Daniel moved in with, uh, Daniel moved in with uh, Oliver. That that lasted maybe a week. Alex quickly realized how much he needed his little brother Daniel, because Alex is uh, scared of the dark and he's scared to sleep by himself. So even though even though um, even though Daniel has all of his clothes and his things and everything in in the in the other room with Oliver uh he was nice enough to go back and sleep on the top bunk in Alex's room so you know that's one thing we talked to uh Daniel out about is just how much uh you know Alex needs him and things like that so it's really cool it's really cool to see their relationship evolved from when Daniel was a baby to what it is now. And I'm sure, you know, it'll just continue to grow. And, you know, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, the relationship with, um, you know, between the three of them and then with Alex and Ollie too, as Ollie gets bigger. One thing I, I will say, though, is we try to uh, make time for either my wife and I to spend one-on-one -on -one time with Daniel or the two of us with Daniel, things like that, because uh, having, a, having a kid with special needs, you know that takes up a lot of time. There's appointments, there's therapy sessions, there's, uh, you know, dealing with behavior issues, there's dealing with meltdowns, things like that. Um, so the one piece of advice I would say to anybody with neurotypical kids is to make one-on-one -on -one time for them, to uh, make sure that they realize how special they are too. I mean, um, you know, we like to take Daniel to the playground, you know, him by himself or him and Oliver. Uh, we were just looking at, like Daniel loves to, he climbs on everything, monkey bars and everything like that, all those. We were looking at those indoor uh, trampoline parks and things like that. Just uh, just time with with Daniel and uh, you know doing things with Daniel to um, let him know you know give him give him the attention he deserves too, because you know being completely honest, Alex takes up a lot of attention. And, you know another thing we do is Alex ha we have to have a strict bedtime with Alex as he's a. He's not a good sleeper at all, and the more tired he is, you know, the harder it is for him to manage. So, a lot of times, you know, the the two the two boys will go to bed, and then you know we'll let Daniel sneak down to watch TV with us, or we'll play you know games with Daniel, things like that. Um, you know, so we're doing the best we can. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with that. I've got a couple interviews coming up that I'm excited about. I hope, I hope you guys will keep tuning in. We're now on Apple Podcasts. If you could, uh, go and leave me a five-star review. It makes the podcast a lot easier for people to find. 
uh, it, I, you can find me on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message with any questions you have. If you uh, have a story to tell and want to be on the podcast, I'd love to have you. Um, and as always, I can't leave you without the dad joke of the week. So we're coming up on Thanksgiving. So this is a Thanksgiving dad joke. If April showers, bring May flowers. What do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. See you guys next week.